as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 451. We're going to be talking about Gotham, A Dark Knight, Queen Takes Night, and all the previous episodes leading up to it, to some degree. Uh, so a little, a little mid-season review here on DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This my co-host, Jason Goss. Hi. And I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that this season of Gotham has been pretty damn good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, see if you disagree with this. Um, I think for the finales that have appeared so far, uh huh. This one felt more like a real combination of circumstances like it felt more like they've built up and this was something that really paid off than some of the other uh-huh. shows that we've covered so far i think so i think this was the best uh mid-season finale for sure so far of now any we, of the we've episodes you know, of, we of the stuff that we cover there's still a legends which will have a constantine so who knows um and uh, uh a lucifer we'll mm-hmm. see lucifer which was looking up last yeah. week you know who knows but this thing paid off big for me i liked this episode i mean a lot and at this yeah. point can i just suggest a zaz spinoff uh you know as long as it doesn't get in the way of the alfred pennyworth spinoff i i mean what if those two had some other universe that they wanted to go play in together that sounds great it's like I, you know what the odd couple just got canceled so there's room for a new odd couple yeah i mean it's fantastic though like zaz like everything from him you know uh dechambering that bullet I'm sure there's a better word for that, mm-hmm. but you know, popping the bullet out of the chamber and leaving it in Falcone's pocket. So touching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really nice moment. And then later, like uh penguin getting annoyed, like how is James Gordon beating us? Uh, it's like, well, uh, every cop in Gotham is behind him. I'm guessing he has great leadership skills, leadership skills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was he saying? I love Zaz. And even then, like even uh, after, Victor turns on him, on Penguin, just after that scene, and just says, like, yep, he blew that kid sky high. Yeah, he knows that the kid really escaped and all that. But yeah, he's gonna, he turns mm-hmm. on him, and it's enough to, to appease James Gordon at the moment, so even then, it's like, Gordon turns to him and, and says, like, this doesn't give you a free pass, you know? <laughs> all you hear out of Zaz is, Jim, not now. Yeah. God! That's a great dynamic. Like, one of the best assassins Gotham's ever known, and the greatest cop Gotham's ever known, just have this... Uh, Buddy, not right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> I loved yeah. that. I don't know. There's something so deeply like old west about it. I love it. Yeah, I love Zaz so much. I knew he was going to turn on Penguin as soon as he was like, as soon as Falcone was dead, and he's sitting in that in that before he even goes up with the bullet. Yeah. When he's sitting there, just staring straight ahead, and like Penguin's like rattling and talking shit, and like Zaz is just like, nope, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Just, I'm not even acknowledging you at this point. Right. Just, oh man. And then when he just walks right past him and he uh, just ignores Oswald and the whole bit where he's like, Oswald's coming at him and he's like, you and I are going to have to have a serious conversation about, you know, about the leadership roles or whatever the hell he's saying. Right, right. Chain of command. Yeah. 
Something like that. And Zaz just like eyeballed him like, you little piece of shit, I could wipe <laughs> you out in two seconds. You would yeah. never see it coming. There is a look that, that pretty much told him, your existence is tolerated by me. That's all. And you're pushing that. Yeah. It, it yeah. really, like, watching this episode and watching where Zaz has been all season long, so uh, it, he has been one of the gems that has come out of this season so far. And it just, it gets you to a point where, you're, I mean, as good as Penguin is at, at, at being a leader and being ruthless, and, I, man, I almost want to give Zaz a turn at running the underground. I don't think that's him. But I'd like to see what his kind of... Uh, casual almost like nonchalant how do you call it it's it's like a how do you be nonchalant and psychopathic at the same time but he does it I, i'd almost like to see how that translate in it translates into like him running the city yeah i mean I, I can see that i could agree with you though it's not necessarily where his character is strongest but it might be a fun thing to try for a minute yeah oh um another thing just mm-hmm. in general about the episode carmine's mm-hmm. death man they gave him some great lines going out didn't they they did. And that like, last shot of him, where like on on the ground with his eyes open, it was haunting. Oh, it was hot. It was rough. Just cause I, if I knew that was gonna haunt you, because we both love that actor, but like for for some reason for you, like you've really loved him as Carmine. Mm-hmm. So when that van showed up, I was like, oh, this is gonna hurt Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, watching something I'm like this is going to have an effect on on my partner. <laughs> it's gonna. Yeah, it was rough, man. And I, I love that Sophia was the one behind it. I love oh, yeah. that she was like the mastermind. Like she, they even had like shit hiding from us. Like we knew she was behind certain shit, and that she was like, yeah, it was actually a good reveal. Strings. I didn't but, kind of know the whole episode that that was what the case. Like there was an actual reveal. I learned things during the course of the, the episode. Like, it was it was yeah wonderful. Which I would have been okay with just like knowing that she was you know up to some shit, and that Penguin didn't know. Yeah. But, you know, for us to be, like, kept in the dark on some stuff as well was a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. Um, and to see Sophia really come into her own as, as a, a badass was kind of fun. Is it bad that I like her even more now that she's more evil than I thought she was initially? Not at all. I, I, I feel the same. They they just, like, gave a depth to her character that wasn't there before. Like, And no. I'm pretty sure she's the reason for the title that, you know, uh, Queen Takes Night. Yeah. Um, I... I loved it though, and some of Carmine's lines, like uh, when he's talking to Sophia early on, like one of his last lessons, I guess, for her, which isn't really, it ends up being he's the pawn here. But when he's telling her, like, you know why you came when Penguin called? It's because you were going to lose. If you were anyone but my daughter, you'd be dead right now. Mm-hmm. That line, the way that guy delivers it, oh, he kills. Yeah, and then Great. even Carmine saying bye- goodbye to Jim, um, which they have a nice relationship they have a wonderful Atlanta here relationship that i appreciate and uh he, he tells him i doubt we'll see each other again the sun never shines here i was like well that is just that is just a wonderful line about gotham yeah the whole this we'll we'll never speak again or something like that yeah. that was great uh i wish i'd seen it you know i i wish i'd seen it in my head somewhere i wish you know when he was like well essentially slut shaming her mm-hmm. um <laughs> For sleeping with Gordon and dishonoring her, their family or whatever. I right. was just like, oh. Uh, and then I was like, I don't remember them sleeping together either, but whatever. Oh, the best part um, about that, though, was actually Barbara in the back going, excuse me? <laughs> it was weird. It's like, I was so on board the Sophia thing. I was like, Sophia just came in kidnapped by the by the sirens, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. That's what and, I've been labeling um, them. That's, all my notes just yeah. say sirens for shorthand. Yeah. 
and then winds up pretty much just like trumping them all. You know, just like she's just in charge of them. Yes, uh, like, he just just and they're she's all so just, much better than them. Just rolling with it. Yeah. And full disclosure, I've I've got a a bit of a crush on Sophia Falco. <laughs> just I understand. Like I I haven't you know had a crush on a on a uh, on a fictional television show character since I was like thirteen or something. Mm. <laughs> Not really. I was just I'm just like I'm just digging her. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm like clearly she's got some nice things about her. She runs that orphanage. Maybe it's just a front. But that's like, if you think about it, that's like Don Falcone, like up and down, you know, that's just, oh, she's no, just, she, she, she's totally just his daughter, man. Yeah. And like, if not you know, 2.0, at least 1.5. Yeah. Anybody comes to her, like, she's like, what are you talking about? I run an orphanage for, for children. Right. Like I run a, I take care of children. Yeah. What do you, she's clearly learned all the, can't. all the important lessons about how to manipulate her way through the city. It, it's been really fun to watch. It's good. It's good. Uh, no, all, right. all right. So at the risk of... Go ahead. At the risk of, uh, I don't know, turning off the people who really want us to keep talking about how great so- uh, Sophia is, do you want to move on to other characters, or do you want to do you oh, have sure. anything else on her? Um, no, Sophia, I think we've covered. Um, I have a, a... James and Harvey, this episode, was a lot of fun, though. Or Jim and Harvey. Yeah, they were. Uh, Harvey starting out with the whole, like... When Sophia's a problem, finally, like I, you know, I told you, didn't I, that Bill would come due. Mm-hmm. And then even mentioning like the Pax Pinguina, the Pax Pinguina, whatever they're calling it, like this is all on you. It, Harvey does nothing. <laughs> the only thing he's doing throughout this episode, and they told us, um, you know, a couple months ago, like Jim and Harvey are going to have a hard time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want so badly for them to be good. I do too. And there are moments where you think you're going to get it, and then you get to the end of the episode, and you see that like Bullock's just turned in his badge and gun. Oh, that that hurt. Man. That did hurt. That, that hurt a lot. My heart. I know. Um, but that uh, before that though, like Harvey just being like, he, it's funny though. He's gone from being the guy that was trying to broker a deal and admittedly, you know, being a dirty cop in the process, to now he's the guy that's on Jim Gordon's shoulder, saying he's he's like his own Jiminy Cricket now of. Mm-hmm. Like, he's almost taken over the role he had in season one, where it's like, all right, I know you're a good guy, but this is a weird city, and I need to show you some stuff. And now mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point where he's just, like, tugging on a flask the entire time in the background going, I told you, I totally told you, you should not do that. And I kind of love it. Yeah. I do, just because I have the full, I have full faith that they're going to come back and, you know, get get on the same page again at some point. I don't want this to be the end of, of that bromance. It was too good. Just too damn good. But yeah, um, as far as that also relates to like Jim and where he fits in with the police force in general, when mm-hmm. Penguin just wanders in and ends up actually getting like wanders in like he owns the place and instead gets arrested. That that little moment where Jim gets to tell the rest of the precinct, I was told things would never change or could never change, and you just showed me different. I was like, oh god, oh he's finally winning. Yeah. I was like, Jim's winning. This can't be good. Yeah, he was winning too early in the episode too, right? Yeah. This will backfire, but it was nice to actually see him make some kind of progress. And he kind of did. He he like he became the person that they trusted. And that was what they needed after Harvey, who was one of them, but they didn't really trust him. That like they mm-hmm. knew he was volatile. They knew he was drunk. Like they he was a stopgap and and he and they both knew it. So there needed to be a moment where a new guy moved in. And yes, it was under weird pretenses that cost him but 
it was nice to see Jim kind of rise above the situation that got him there and, you know, still be able to do the right thing and have everyone on his side. It's just good right. to watch him have a win before I'm sure it inevitably comes back on him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he had a great win, but then pretty much everything came back on him by the end of the episode. I mean, where he has to take the he has to take the credit for killing the pig, you know? Yeah. And uh stay in office knowing what he is and yeah. oh man, Bullock's gone. It's just oh man, it's rough. And I know that like the big reveal of the episode is that Jerome's back and his face is looking less haunting these days. Is it? Is it looking less haunting? Mm, I would say just being stapled on. Yes, it's differently haunting, but I say less because there's not staples involved anymore. It looks like no matter what form it's in, that's its healed form. So we'll call it that. Um, (laughs) Feel free to disagree with the degree of haunting, (laughs) but oh, I will. Oh, I know. So, (laughs) but you've got like the big reveal is Jerome wants to team up with Penguin, and that sounds Uh delightful. But it also seems like with Sophia kind of taking a place of power and and really getting one over on a few people here that it might be to me it might it might be a case where Jim also still needs Penguin and they do have a history and like a, a working relationship that maybe they can fall back on. So I yeah. wondered if it ends up if we end up in a situation where it's like the friend of my friend is uh, you know enemy 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 is my friend I mean and you mm-hmm. have like a James Jerome Penguin kind of thing. I don't know how much of that will uh, mm-hmm. will come to be, but. Huh. I have uh, I have two questions. Okay. Um. So the pig so far, he's had a big arc these last few episodes. All right. What do you think? And what do you see going I forward think for he's that? Dead. Guy? The pig is dead, dude. You sure about that? I mean, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it, I mean, Sophia shot him and then said, "Well, that's done." And then Jim took credit for taking him down. I don't. I don't know, man. Seems like he's dead. Hmm. That's on Hulu. I, mean, I could actually you know. rewatch that part. All right. Now, normally I would say like, oh, that you know, that doesn't mean anything. He's got to become you know Professor Pig and fight the Batman at some point. But you know, this show just killed Don Falcone. So. No, this show will kill people from time to time. But uh, off the book question: Is there not a message scrawled on the wall where you find a body? Because it may, it sure as hell made it seem like Professor Pig just got a face swap. Yeah, uh, that was a lie though. Like he pretended that he got a new face. And then left a note for Jim saying that he was leaving. Like, it's been fun, Gotham Toodles, or whatever he said. And then, um... Oh, but that was part big, of Sophia's plan where she killed him was, and then yeah, and then made part of Sophia's him plan. credit for Ken. Okay, cool. Yep. <clears throat> this is what I get for watching these one time and not paying attention to me either. All right, I'm going to cut my little lesson out. So, let me, let me start over. So, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Um, Pig's gone. I mostly enjoyed his time. Actually, I largely mm-hmm. enjoyed his time. He was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was great. He was great. How do you feel about Solomon, though? Where are they going with that? Well, it looks like he's Butch again, but I think as soon as he dies, he'll be Solomon Grundy again. You think they're going to do a mental reset instead of a physical? Um, I don't think they'll do a physical reset. I think he'll come back as a Butch, and then they'll probably kill him again. And when he comes, he'll come back, but he, he'll he be reset again. Amnesiac cycle thing? Yeah. That could work. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, Moving on to Ed. Turns uh-huh. out he's as smart as he ever was. He's just got a, a little psychosomatic uh, dumbing down happening. Uh, yeah, Ed has been Ed and Lee Tompkins has been one of the most egregious parts of the season so far. But you know, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, you know, if they if they decided because you know in the books and in the in the animated series uh, especially, you know, Lee Tompkins she works out of you know 
the basically the narrows. I don't think they call it the narrows. In uh, generally, she works from the poor part of town. Iterations. That's her thing. Yeah. But she, she runs a to, clinic there. Yeah. And nobody messes with her. No one messes with the doc because she helps people. Even you in know no what? man's land, that was like an area that was supposed to be protected. Yeah, and you know what? This is a good step towards that. Like, if that's what's happening now, okay. That she's setting up like a, a portion of the city that's supposed to be beyond all this crap? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I would be I would be a little happier if she was, you know, dressing like Leslie Tompkins. Or even like her version of the character without her, you know, looking like she's going to a Marilyn Manson show. On any given day, but... I mean, at least she's got a flask around. Yeah, that doesn't feel right either, somehow. It doesn't, but it fits the outfit. (laughs) There's a part of me that feels like on screen, if you're dressed like that, you should probably be slightly inebriated. I somewhat feel like this... That that development for Leslie Tompkins is just so forced. She doesn't feel right anymore. She feels forced, but... See, I'm finally starting to enjoy her again. And and, in exactly this role. Like, I like her as this kind of new form of underground power that no one really knows what to do with. Like she's mm. just smarter than any of these guys. It's just, she's just more clever than they are. So even like pretending to like getting that guy out of town because she, she, you know, kind of half poisons him really is just, she, he's fine. But like, mm-hmm. she's willing to almost invent a syndrome just to get him out. And she can do yeah. that. Like she can just, she doesn't have to, you know, pull out Grundy and use him like a stick, which is <laughs> fine. And, I, I do like the reveal even that um, <laughs> I even liked when they revealed to uh, Ed, like she kind of says, like, look, I ran all the tests. You're fine. And think about it. You knew everything that was going to happen. You're you somewhere in there, like all that stuff. Uh huh. It was great. I, 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 I thought it's been a little touch and go with their story. And I knew yeah. you were going to hate that mirror. And I hate that mirror, too. But and I even hated the fact that he was like, oh, he's in love with her. Uh, I really was really hoping they wouldn't go back there or go to that point. But okay, whatever. Uh. I, even that was like, well, I guess you know we got to have a love story somewhere, and this seems to be the one. No, uh, we don't. No, we just, don't. It's, t- it's television. It's going to be there somewhere. Somebody's got to be trying to you know get with somebody else. It's just a matter of who and and how. So I try not to get too angry at it as a as a rule. Even though oh, I've no. said several times that the romance part of these shows is really not what I'm in for most of the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, their their little story they've been dealing with right now and how Butch comes out of that, all great. Even how Tabitha has noticed Butch and goes after him. Like I, I loved that she just goes after him with a bag full of, you know, varied sticks. Just, <laughs> just every form of bludgeon she could think of and fit in that duffel bag, she just brings and starts smacking yeah. him in the head with it. Like, yeah. I'm going to beat you until you remember me. It's very counterintuitive, but it makes sense for his character, I guess. Even that was fun. Like I feel bad for Tabitha. She, you know, mm-hmm. she can see him. She knows. She knows. She still has feelings for him. Like that's still an interesting thing. Oh, and uh, question I was going to ask you earlier too. Okay. Is it just me, or is Barbara really not that bad right now? No, I've kind of liked her this season. Almost. She has her moments where I'm not a huge fan, but for the most part, they've finally got her in a place where I like her. Yeah, I mean, she's all right. I'm not, you know, this is probably the, almost the best that I could be hoped for with her character for me. I, I don't hate her right now, yeah. so um, I, I th- I'm actually think... enjoying her and Tabitha and Selena working together. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They make sense yeah. together. Uh, I, it's finally a role that I think Aaron Richards is playing well. I, I've never wanted to blame her precisely, because you can't. You can never, 
you just like unless I was on set and looking at the lines, looking at the director talking to her and looking at her doing it, there's no uh-huh. way I would be able to tell it, whose fault it was. Writer, director, her. Don't know. <laughs> right. But but you know, there's a point where you just hate a character and you have to guess, I guess. I mean, we don't have to, but sometimes you want to guess anyway. And yeah. For all the those ambiguous reasons, I've never really wanted to as much as I've blamed her on occasion, it's been unfair. I've never really wanted to blame her. Mhm. But whatever those circumstances are, they've reversed themselves or gotten in a better place. I don't know. This is just a lot better version of her. Like, previously, the best they'd ever done with her was, like, in that gym uh, dream sequence where she's on the elevator. Uh-huh. I thought she was absolutely on point there. And then I thought, well, I'll never get to see anything that fun again. And then it feels like they're doing, like, a <laughs> little less than that. Just slightly yeah. pulled back. But they're just letting her do that. I love it. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I think we've hit most of the uh, side points. You want to go ahead and go right to the the main characters? Well, I mean, we talked about Jim and Sophia, and we talked about Penguin. I I, I do look forward to Penguin working with Jerome. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I want to beat the hell out of Bruce. That's what I meant by the main characters. Um, oh, are they the main characters? Because I thought Jim Gordon was the main character. Yeah, he is and he isn't. Depends on which episode. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you kind of want to slap Bruce around a little bit, right? Like, dude, just, like when Alfred okay hits him, you know, it, it's it's a it's a petulant move. But like when Alfred hit him, some part of me was like, yes, and the other part was, yeah. like, that's gonna work out badly. <laughs> I don't know, but it did leave us with at least um, you get the shot, you get that one moment of Bruce finally looking miserable in the club because I don't know, I'm just guessing, but it it seems like he finally has a moment of. What am I doing? What have, what have I done? I kicked Alfred out. He's the only person who mm-hmm. stood behind me all that time. Like, there's a moment where you think he's maybe having some of those thoughts. And same time, there's a moment where Alfred's supposed to be packing, and instead he just, like, bolts to screen right and does something. I don't know what he's up to, but I'm curious. Hmm. It just looked like... There's a moment where it looked like he had a plan. And I want to hope that that plan involves the cave. Like he's just going to be living in the cave and watching Bruce? That actually would be funny. If he just... Like, went to the cave and was watching him kind of in secret. But at the very least, if he just, like, went to the cave and pulled out all of his dad's, you know, old... Bruce's dad's old, um... Mm Mm-hmm. You know, used armor and blood packs, apparently. Yeah. Uh, It just started pulling some of that out and saying, like, you have a destiny. I don't know. If... I've been wanting to get back to that cave for a very long time. So I know I'm reaching here, but just to see a moment where Alfred had, uh, like... A plan. You could just see it in his eyes. I, mm-hmm. I just immediately hoped that the plan involved the cave. I feel you, man. That, I felt like they never really like jumped into what what all was what all Thomas was doing down there. No. Hmm. And like Lucius even fixed parts of that hard drive. We still don't really know what's going on. Mm. They have not fully explained themselves, and I dare say it's about time. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know how Bruce is going to come around on this. Like. God, I just I hate him so much right now for what he's be how he's being to Alfred. I know, but he'll come back and they'll have a moment. I mean, I'm just guessing that like I'm just guessing some of the people he's acquainting himself with right now ends up in trouble. He has to save them, and he kind of gets the sure yeah you know, groove back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you know, some version of Rage shows up mentally, physically, whatever. You know, with with Rage, you can kind of dick around a little bit and get creative. Maybe some version of him shows up and just says, like, you know, this isn't what you're meant for. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of ways to get Bruce out of this funk. Yeah. I just, you know, 
I don't like him treating Alfred like this man. I don't either. I don't either. But their their storyline seems to be kind of treading water a little bit. They had to shake it up. Yeah, they needed to know what they were doing with him. And it does seem like an inevitable conclusion of, you know, Bruce does probably the most definitive thing he's ever done in his young life. Kill a person. Mm-hmm. Extenuating circumstances be damned. He did kill a man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, he's got to deal with that. Alfred's going to want to help him. This is going to go poorly. They've already swung out the emancipation papers. Doesn't really get any worse than that. So, mm. presumably, all we have to look forward to at this point is a little bit of gray area and then some pullback where we really have, you know, our old Alfred and Bruce back. Mm-hmm. It's a tough road to hoe, man. I don't know. It is. There's just certain things in, in shows that, like, I know they have to happen and it's going to take a few months to do. It's almost like a, there's some patience to it, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know you have to tell that story and it's going to take a few weeks. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. I'm sure Alfred can. I'm sure Alfred can uh, forgive Bruce. I'm not sure I can. <laughs> oh, he won't ask for your forgiveness. I know he won't. Won't be his style. But Alfred will forgive him anyway because he loves him. He loves him, Bruce. Love you, Master Bay. Right. All right. Um. See anything else? We. Still waiting to see the new Ivy. I think there's a promo out somewhere, but I haven't watched it yet. I didn't watch any promos. I'll probably go back and look at that later, maybe for the news or something, but I kind of just wanted to let it sit for what we had right now. Yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, that didn't seem to be the point. Just wanted to watch what we had and talk about it. Yeah. I think that is all I've got on Gotham, though. It's It's been great. I've really enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. I, I Dude, okay, my favorite thing of the season so far... Grundy ripping off arms and beating people to death with them. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. This is great. I've enjoyed the crap out of Grundy and Ed. Mm-hmm. They've been good. I didn't think I would like Butch as Grundy, but I, oh my, uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I do. I I do feel like you're probably right about your um, your theory that like even if he does get his brain back, it it'll be short lived. He'll probably just end up you know shot in the head again and having to retread. Mm-hmm. Which makes more sense. Like, normally Grundy, when you kill him, he just comes back stronger and even looks a little different. Like, usually the person drawing him kind of draws him, like, a little stronger or something. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense that he kind of comes back in this universe just as Butch, but Butch that doesn't remember himself anymore. Yeah. It's like, he comes back Grundy, and if you beat the ever-loving hell out of him, he becomes Butch again. And then if you beat him <laughs> a little further, he becomes Solomon again. Right. Oh, man. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think I have anything else so far on this on this season. I'm I'm enjoying this season. Yep. Yep. Really looking forward to it. All right. Well, you know, so uh, there's a uh, a date coming up. Oh yeah. Yeah. What you got, man? I've got nothing. <laughs> All right. I mean, I've got nothing. They have. I was hoping that would have changed this afternoon, but no. Gotham has been. Um, so far missing from the return schedule. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll have to see when that happens. All right. Well, I think we're going to call this episode. Uh, you can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. And uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter and Facebook, DC on Screen. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on TV Time, who we are partnered with. Uh, TV Time is, a, is an app slash website. Uh, it's fantastic television calendar you can actually keep track of of when your shows are coming back and the whole thing you can uh 
It's got a whole nice little segment after you watch a show, if you mark a show as read. You can see what people are saying about the show, from video reactions to comments, memes. You can create memes on the site. It's so fun, man. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. Um, Something I like about the comments is it's not – it never – changes into another topic. You can scroll 1,000 comments down and it's still about this episode of this show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't meander into weirdness. But, um, yeah, it's a good app. Uh, and uh, we'll be back later on in the week with a uh, little news conversation. Keeping up, keeping you updated, keeping ourselves updated on the goings-ons. Might be a DC shakeup going on There's over at uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, anyway... We'll be talking to you about that, and until then, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David Z. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band Future Elevators can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. <laughs>